thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. This is a song that I like a lot. This is Rebecca St. James singing her song, I Thank You. So we'll play this for a minute or so. Let a couple of people come in. Yeah, we will. I thank you for believing in me. You've given me your all. I thank you. You never stop loving me. You hold on to my soul. Yeah, he did. God holds on to our souls, people. Yep. Your love is so amazing. Beyond compare. I like her accent. <laughs> it's so cute. Alright, Mia, Tina, Melanie. I thank you for believing in me. Lorenzo, Wanda. I thank you, you never stop loving me. You hold on to my soul. You know, this song's probably about, I don't know, a decade old at least. Yeah, it is. All right, hey, welcome to the show, peoples. I was thinking how if somebody wanted to mock me, all they'd have to do is say, hello, people, (laughs) and, like, make fun of me for saying that. Hello. Hello out there. I don't even know how I came up with that. You know, there are just some things that naturally you say, like, I call my dog the face of evil. Well, because he is. (laughs) I came home this morning after exercising. You know, pickleball is out today, this week, which is kind of irritating because this is it. My pickleball. Me and Randall yesterday. (laughs) I'm going to go on a slight tangent and then I'll get to this Donald Trump thing because we're going to talk about this a lot of the show. But so, so pickleball is out because there's volleyball camp this week where I live and my favorite place to play pickleball, I can't play. So what do I do? Okay, I'm, I'm going to still exercise because I'm 50 something. I'm 50. Yeah, I am. I'm 50. And what is it? November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Wow. I'm 50 years old in eight months almost. Yeah. yeah I'm almost 51. <laughs> which means I'm middle-aged, which means that you have to exercise. So Randall, I was laying in bed this morning and Randall's like, I'm like, why are you up so early? He's like, I'm going to go exercise. I'm like, why? (laughs) He's like, because I need to. I'm like, I ain't going to exercise this morning. And he's putting his, you know, his sweats on. He turns to me. He's like, you should, you should go exercise. (laughs) 
I'm like, but pickleball's out. I should rest my foot. And he's like, so you should go exercise anyway. <laughs> so I resorted not to pickleball because pickleball, I, I would have to go somewhere else to play. And I'm not going to do that because I live so close to where I normally play. And anyway, to make a long story short, I went swimming instead. And I ended up being in this lane with this grumpy old man. And I mean, you guys know how old I am. So this guy was like way older. So we were, I was swimming, minding my own business, doing the side stroke. Yeah, I was. And I was doing the breast stroke. Yeah, I was. And I even attempted the butterfly, but that didn't go over too well because, you know, just saying that's a harder stroke to do. And as I was passing this old geezer, we nicked each other. And he's like, turns around, he, and this is what he said, he turns around, grumpy old man, he, what lane are you going to be in? And I'm like, uh, boy, what kind of, what's that bed you get up off on, you know? So anyway, I'm like, I'll be over on this side. And he's like, fine. I'm like, okay. And there's only two of us in this lane. I mean, you know, the lane was big enough to, for both of us. It's just, what a grumpy old guy, man. So that was my traumatic event today. Come home, only to find my purse has been violated, been broken into mm -hmm, by the face of evil, Randall's dog. Yeah, Randall's dog, also known as the face of evil, busted into my purse. You know what he did? He broke a pen of mine. Yeah, he did. Yep. Apparently, there was something inside of it that smelled like food. And so, um, anyway, do me a favor and maybe uh, uh, turn your microphone level down. And How's that? Uh, I think that's pretty good. Because I turned down our audio output, too. Oh, you did? Okay. Because it was kind of getting Oop. peaking there. And so, uh, but then I say I'm not up as loud. Anyway. Uh, you know, back... I, I look super white, even though there's there's no light on me. There's light, but it's not the... Do I look too light. white to you guys? Anyway, so going back, going back to the beginning. Now, when I told... Stacy Lynn, that she should exercise <laughs> anyway, in her words. It sounds like, suck it up, you know, no pain, no gain, get out there. No, I, I suggested, well, there are other things you can do, and because your foot is a strained platter fascia, there are exercises you can do so as not to, in fact, she said, well, I can do the, you know, there's a treadmill here at home, and I thought, well, that's not going to help, because it's still going to bend the sole of her foot, and I said, there are things you can do. There are exercises you can do that are not going to aggravate your foot, you know, flex your foot. I suggested stationary bike, maybe lifting some weights. Anyway, so that's that. Just wanted to clear up that record. Yeah. And, well, and I have to tell you, though, you know, it was interesting when I, when I got to the pool, I took off my sneakers and I had to walk on the floor, you know, hmm. barefoot. Oh. <gasps> And it hurt. I mean, mm, it wow. it really did hurt. And then when I got in the pool, you know, I was like, oh, nothing is hurting. Yay. I could actually. Mm. But then after about 45 minutes of swimming laps, all of a sudden, um, my right knee started to bug me. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done with this. This is, a, I'm, I am done. So anyway, what were you going to say? Um, yeah. Just the dog. He's, he has a food addiction. 
for baby. He's got a, in his old age, he has a super sniffer. Probably had it in young. He has a big time super sniffer. Anything that smells remotely like it might be edible, he will furrow it out no matter where it is. No matter what it's contained in. Um, oh, I love Tuggy Bear. He's yeah. a good dog. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. a good bubba. Okay, so you can run and walk with plantar fasciitis. It just takes time. Yeah, I know. But you know what? It It's not something, you know, I'm not, I've got to look down. But anyway, Randall looks like he has a nice tan. And you look fine. I have white girl problems. <laughs> you know what? Do you know what color I would be if I was in the sun all the time? Red. I would be more red, but you'd be burnt. But I would, but I would still be white. Under, I'm just white un- underneath the burnt skin because right. The only time in my life challenged. I ever had a tan was when I was a lifeguard for a whole summer when I was in high school, and that was the only time. The only time, but I remember, yeah, as a kid out in the summer, my skin would get brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're super handsome, hunky. Thank you. Hot man. Yeah, you are. All right. All right. <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about President Donald Trump, people. Okay. So you know that, just so you know, I will say this. Okay. First of all, true story. Donald Trump did not make a presidential proclamation declaring June Gay Pride Month. Just so you know, he did not do that. In fact, he offered a whole bunch of other weird issues for June to be celebrated, like homeowners, like it's homeowners Pride Month. (laughs) True story. I mean, you can go to whitehouse.gov and look it up. But but he did not declare a a proclamation from the White House and make it legit like homosexual pride month nope he did not do that what he did however was he did what he 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 is a moderate which is why i was hesitant to vote for the man in the beginning but after what he did this past weekend i will not vote for him next time around i will jump the fence and be like bareface i won't vote for him just because his tweets that he sent out on the weekend I'm like, this is completely unacceptable. And I'll tell you why I personally feel they are unacceptable. But we need... Can you can you pull them up? I'm, I'm going to. There's there's an issue here. Okay. Me, um... Well, then what I'm going to do is I will log into my Facebook account. And I will pull... I will just read them. And then I will give you my take on this, which if you care. <laughs> which you might because you're here. Wait, eh, I gotta just log back into Facebook. My password's way too long. I need to make it something like open up Stacy's Facebook.com. Okay. All right. All right, so let me go ahead and pull this up. My internet has been very slow today, too, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. <clears throat> so this happened, I think it was Friday. It happened, it was pretty late in the day. It might have been Saturday. I don't remember. Because as a friend of mine pointed out, I'm middle-aged. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is what Donald 
Trump tweeted, President Donald Trump tweeted the other day. He he tweeted, and I quote, this is a quote. Some people, some of my friends were like, he didn't say that. And I'm like, yeah, he did. It's on his Twitter page. At uh, real Donald Trump is his thing on, you know, the Twitter page. Okay, so this is what he wrote. He wrote, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation, let us also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, or even execute on the basis of their sexual orientation. My administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality and invite all nations to join us in this effort. Okay? So that's what he said. And... um. so yeah that's what our president said now i knew when i voted for trump that he was pro-gay okay i knew that but i was not going to vote for hillary clinton because she's a marxist socialist communist at heart and there's no way i was going to vote for her just no way so i did indeed vote for the lesser of two evils now People on the right, on the far Christian right, like the the always Trumpers, yeah, Trump at any cost, <laughs> they don't really care. A lot of people held their nose to vote for Donald Trump. I was one of those. Bareface, he refused to compromise, and he, he went ahead and voted for somebody. I'm not sure who. who. But anyway, so here is, I'm going to take apart his tweet. I'm going to tell you what I think. First thing he says, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month, I'm thinking, who's celebrating LGBT Pride Month? I'm not celebrating it. And pretty much nobody I know is, with the exception of maybe five people that I know, maybe actually might be celebrating it in the actual celebratory type way. Uh, But me and most Bible-believing Christians I know are not celebrating LGBT Pride Month. And plus, to me, it isn't LGBT Pride Month because it's just simply June, you know? And don't forget, you guys, I'm just going to say this. Do you think that the LGBT lobby knew what they were doing when they targeted June to be Pride Month for them? Do you? Do you think it was an accident that it was June? You know, June is typically the day heterosexual couples get married you know, husbands and wives walk, you know, they walk, they get married and become husband and wife in June. It was on purpose, okay? So, so that's the first thing. The second thing he says, and recognize the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation. To which I would say, what are they? What are the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to America? And I would also ask this. Why not have a Celebrate Christian Pride Month or Celebrate Christian Heritage Month? Or why not we celebrate the Christian contributions made to America or the Jewish contributions made to America? There would be way more than the LGBT contributions made to America. I can't think of one, actually. I, I seriously can't. If you know what they are, please let me know. I can tell you that what we have done in America, and this isn't going to be popular, just so you know. Don't get mad at me for saying it. But like Harvey Milk, right? 
RV Milk is being celebrated as this amazing homosexual leader in California who died a tragic, horrible death. But what they don't tell you is that he was a pedophile. He was also homosexual. He was also gunned down by somebody who was on his side, just so you know. But the way they make it sound in the media, because they don't report the truth, is that, you know, he was martyred for the cause. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But anyway, so then Trump president says, people have made to our great nation. Let us also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, or even execute on the basis of their sexual orientation. Now, this is going to sound cold, but why? Why would I want to stand in solidarity with countries that I could care less about? Because we're supposed to be one world, is that it? I'm an American, darn it. I'm proud to be an American, although I'm slightly embarrassed, actually, to be an American, given all the crap that we put throughout the whole world. But here's the thing. I'm like, um... <clears throat> But then this is it, okay? This is it. This is where I draw the line. When he said this, this is what really made me mad. When he said, my administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality and invite all nations to join us in this effort. When I read that, you guys, that was it. If I had my gavel, I'd be slamming it down. It's in my purse downstairs. But what I, what I will tell you is when, when I read that, one of the very first thoughts that came to my mind is that is contrary to God's word 100%. And here's the deal. In the Old Testament, sodomites were put to death. Okay? They were put to death in the Old Testament. And the reason that they were put to death is because they were defiling not only themselves, but the areas and the peoples around them. And under the law, they were put to death. In the New Testament, in Romans, in fact, I'm going to read this to you just in case you haven't seen this. It's Romans chapter 1. Actually, I think it might be near the end of close to chapter two. I should have had this open, but you guys should see this because it's super important for you to know this. Yes. Okay. Listen to this. Listen up. Okay. Pay attention. In Romans chapter one. Um, I'm trying to find here. Uh, I'll begin in verse 28 to give you some context. It says this. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind and to do those things which are not proper. Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, but not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. 
I'm making a point. This is Paul the Apostle who wrote this, right? He wrote it. It's right there. And black and white people. The Apostle Paul wrote that those who do all of that stuff, and homosexuality is in that list, are, are worthy of death. Okay? Now, under the New Testament, we have grace. Right? So people get saved. We're saved by grace, not by works, so that no man should boast. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Verse 10 goes on to say we are his workmanship created in Christ for doing good works. Paraphrased. Okay? I'm not saying homosexuals should be put to death, lest you hear that. But what I am saying is that um, the reasons these countries have homosexuality criminalized as a criminal behavior is because, and believe it or not, I think on some level, it's because there's still some semblance of morality in these countries somewhere because they understand that sodomy and homosexuality is unnatural and there's nothing good that comes from it. The actual function leaves, leads to death. So we have a president, Donald Trump, who is going to lead the charge now and like say, hey, let's decriminalize homosexuality all over the freaking world and let's let me lead the charge. He's out of his stinking mind, people. And if I met this guy face to face, I would tell him that. I know he's not watching my show, but I will tell you that he's crazy. He is absolutely nuts for saying that. Because what he is doing by actually saying that he wants to lead the charge across the whole world to decriminalize homosexuality everywhere is that he's actually he's actually saying, you know what, let's just open the floodgates. Let's allow this behavior to go on, to destroy lives, to lead to death, to AIDS, all of the other unnatural stuff. And you know what? Meanwhile, he's going to look at the ex-gay community and go ahead and endorse laws to silence them from giving their testimony and our religious freedom will be stomped on at some point as well. And that's where really, really, for me, that's the rub. It's like, you know what? You, that's it, buddy. <laughs> you know, look, I don't mind if you have a homosexual friend. I actually have a number of them, believe it or not. But here's the thing. You know, I can accept them as people. I do not accept their agenda or the lifestyle you know, and my friends that are in that community, they know that about me. Uh, I will, but I will not support this. And I actually thought to myself, thank you, Donald, because you know what? God's hand of blessing may have started to come on this country, but thanks to that comment and probably others I don't know about behind closed, closed doors, his judgment is coming down. And, and maybe you think I'm overreacting, but I don't think so. God does not bless this. Our president just endorsed the devil's way boldly and he wants to put it throughout the whole world i so i'm just like nope that that ain't done i'm done all right so he so, made me mad but you go on so he mentioned execution you know many lgp who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish imprison, or even execute individuals are you advocating execution for homosexuals should it be a should it be a capital offense? It was in the Old Testament, so why not now? All right. So 
Are are you going to say God's word is is wrong? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm just wondering. Okay. Just for the, you know, just for the just for the the just, lively conversation. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, over on YouTube. Wait, 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 can I say one other thing? Apparently so, can, yeah. yeah heard well, it. Okay, so am I saying we should kill all homosexuals? No, I'm not. But in the law, if these countries, that's in their law, I'm not going over to some other country and telling them how to do their laws, okay? That's their business. Donald Trump shouldn't be going over on all these other countries and telling them what to do. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Our country was founded on biblical basis, so there's grace in America, you know? You know, I, I'm, but here's the thing. Let me ask you something. Okay. And you can, you can answer it bareface. Would you say that pedophiles should be executed? Child rapists, you know, things like that. Or rapists in general. How about a rapist or a pedophile? Should they be executed for their sex crimes? Hmm? Um, certainly. Why? Well, because, um. That's kind of harsh, you know. I know it's harsh, but it it, <laughs> it it it's a violent crime. Those things are violent crimes, uh, you know, with a a, a non consenting victim, mm-hmm. and and they basically it's the the victim. It's giving them a life sentence, uh, you know, potential life sentence. Certainly something they have to recover from, and in some. And in some respect, carry with them through life. Maybe not debilitating for all of life, but always there will be something. You know, they can't take away the experience. That's okay. what I'm saying. So your dad, and, by your own admission, then should have been killed. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. All right, but he wasn't, so he right. got away with it. Right. All right, just like my uncle did. He got mm-hmm. away with it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, they both have met God now. So, uh, you know, I th- your dad repented, fortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. My uncle, don't know. Frankly, don't care. Um, but, you know, it, it is, you know, it, and the thing is, 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 I know it sounds harsh, but you know what? Here's Here's the thing. Let me say something. And, you know, and I know... Fortunately, nobody watches this show, really, so <laughs> nothing inflammatory will ever get put into big media. But what I will say is, you know, it's interesting how people will get all upset and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that you just agreed with countries that will kill homosexuals and, and all that, right? But think about the marketing of homosexuality to America and how much you have bought it hook, line, and sinker. You're not see. People are not looking at the, the the consequences to this behavior. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah, just think about it. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because of this. They're, the liberal theologians will say, oh, well, actually, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed due to their lack of hospitality. No, actually, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because of sodomy and... Because that was God's judgment because he wanted to wipe out the community, okay? In order to stop the spread of the sin and the disease and all the other stuff that comes with it. Why do you think the flood happened? It wasn't just sodomy. 
It was worldwide evil and wickedness. Oh, but God was so harsh. Now, was he? Was he? Was Jesus, was Jesus harsh when he died on the cross for us? Hmm? You know, it's funny to me. If you don't know your Old Testament, the New Testament doesn't make a lot of sense. <clears throat> and, but, you know, I'm trying to look at this from a perspective and go, okay, Donald, look, you knucklehead. First of all, he's got false teachers on the Christian right in there in his White House camp supporting him, okay? Some who are of the social justice camp who are pro-gay, in case you didn't know that. And... Even though he has played well for the first term, he's he feels so secure right now that he's doing whatever the heck he wants. There is no reason, honestly, why he had to do that. None. I know some of you said, oh, well, he had political pressure, blah, blah. For what? Who's, who is politically pressuring him? He's already got the second term in the bag, you know, if you believe the polls and stuff. They don't have, you know, they actually don't have a candidate who can run against him yet who's got a chance in heck of winning. I don't know who the heck they're going to pull out of the hat, but if it's Biden, yeah, right. Biden ain't going to, Joe Biden isn't going to beat him by any stretch. Are you kidding me? That guy, he is so unpopular, but, ugh. So who is he pandering to? He wasn't pandering to anybody. He was just basically coming out the way he always has. He just feels comfortable because he knows he's secure. He's an arrogant narcissist. Just saying. Bernie. Yeah, well, you know, Bernie might be, well, I don't know. Bernie might have a chance like this much. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, anyway, so it is It is kind of funny to me. Um Okay, meanwhile, though, so on the Christian right, he's gotten some people mad. He got me mad. Not really, but just kind of, you know, makes for good whatever. But here's the other thing. He infuriated the LGBT community, okay? And yet the irony of it all when he put that out is the LGBT community got ticked off at him. Now, this was funny to me um, because... I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find the article that I posted. Um, this was funny. The Washington Examiner article? Or? Yeah, that's it. Oh. Yeah, let's read that one. So this is on the Washington Examiner. It says this. Liberal activists use Pride Month to lie about gay, uh, Trump's gay rights record. Okay? <laughs> this made me laugh. President Trump began June by tweeting out his emphatic support for LGBT Pride Month. Any level-headed gay rights supporter would have celebrated this, so naturally, liberals mostly did the opposite. Left-wing activists decided to meet the first Republican president to ever recognize Pride Month, not with praise, but fierce condemnation. They invoked a largely false narrative of anti-LGBT discrimination under the Trump administration, trying to mislead America and completely ignoring the reality that Trump's actually been pretty good on issues of gay rights and equality. And actually, <clears throat> I have to say, he actually has homosexual staffers, just so you guys know, in case you didn't know, okay? Anyway, so it goes here. Um, I'm not going to read this tweet, but I'm going to scroll down. So it says here, after all, Trump is the first president in American history to take office supporting gay marriage, even former President Barack Obama, who many believe and believe to be bisexual at the very least, opposed it for the first four years of his presidency. 
This alone puts Trump miles ahead of his predecessors, but the president has also appointed gay and lesbian people to high-ranking judicial positions and nominated them as ambassadors. And when Trump was recently asked about the historic candidacy of South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete uh, Buttigieg, I guess that's how you say it. He said it was fantastic to see a married gay man running for president and that he had no problem with it. The Trump administration has even launched an international effort to fight the barbaric criminalization of homosexuality worldwide. All in all, that isn't the resume of an anti-gay bigot. Nevertheless, enraged liberal activists attempted to frame the president's tolerant Pride Month messaging as insincere. This absurd reaction is best exemplified by liberal activist Charlotte Clymer's wildly shared list of complaints about Trump's LGBT policies. There's not enough space in one article to debunk every single one of her supposed examples of anti-LGBT bias, but a brief examination of just a handful shows how unsubstantiated and unserious many are. And, um... Goes on to say here, several of Clymer's examples of attacks on the LGBT community are laughable or petty, such as the complaint that Trump didn't acknowledge Pride Month in the past and that certain pages on federal websites containing information about LGBT issues have been taken down sometime during his presidency. After this embarrassingly weak start, Clymer attempts to paint Trump as anti-LGBT because he believes in religious freedom and supports faith-based exceptions to a variety of anti-discrimination policies, which, by the way, I might add, in those anti-discrimination policies, there's always a loophole in there. You know, to say that you want to support religious freedom doesn't mean that you're anti-gay. Maybe he's trying to walk the line and say, you know what, we need religious freedom and homosexuals need to have some rights, right? Special rights. They're all special rights, by the way. And we should say that. We should say all the special rights that they're given are just that. They're special rights. They're additional rights for the LGBT community because they have the same rights as everybody else if they were to walk as heterosexuals the way God made them. All right. So I know that sounds cold, doesn't it? But whatever. Um, anyway, so it says here, um, for instance, Clymer attacks the Trump administration for seeking to allow federal funding to go to religious adoption agencies. That refers same-sex couples elsewhere, yet gay conservatives like me, the writer, not me, um, <laughs> have defended the constitutional right of agencies to make faith-based decisions, even if we don't personally like it. And with many kids in need of adoption services, it's not anti-LGBT to want to protect religious adoption agencies from being shut down altogether because they aren't allowed to operate according to their faith. Additionally, Clymer slams the Trump administration for supposedly trying to ensure that, that federal civil rights laws do not protect LGBT people from discrimination. But this isn't some hateful attempt to redefine the law to hurt gay people. It's just the correct interpretation of what current law actually states, according to conservative legal philosophy. Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act, the federal rights law in question does not mention the words sexual orientation or gender identity, but Obama-era liberals had declared it to somehow apply to these groups, just so you know. 
The Trump administration isn't trying to hurt LGBT people by contesting that redefinition. They're simply standing up for the rule of law. If Congress were to update civil rights law to actually include this language, then the Department of Justice would surely reverse course. Many of Trump's other supposedly anti-gay policies are similarly inoffensive when viewed objectively. Unfortunately, this means that when that when a rare liberal complaint actually has merit, many conservatives don't notice. For example, the Trump administration's decision to ban transgender Americans from serving in the military was wrong and discriminatory, and left-wing activists got that one right. But when you cry bigot at everyone who disagrees with you, reasonable people eventually stop listening, and I don't blame them. Of course, I completely support (laughs) his ban on transgender people in the military. So I must be one of those ones off the rocker because I, you know, I support his man there. But <clears throat> Randall, what do you think about that? What do you think about this? About the ban or about, what? About the article I just read. Well, it's interesting. Play, written by a homosexual, Right, by the way. a homosexual. Yeah. Conservative, gay conservative, which right. is, yeah, they, they do exist. Mm-hmm. Um, those who those who are politically conservative, right? But you know, liberal when it comes to sexual anarchy or the expression of, of sexuality, um, and he's right. Um, Bradley Palumbo is right that yeah, there's not this long record of of you know anti-gay rhetoric and action. And I've seen similar things, not just related to LGBT. I've seen uh, these clickbait articles about, oh, uh, Trump wants to kill all the baby seals and all this kind of stuff. Right. Or it turns out that it's because there has been a, an interpretation, a redefinition of what's, what the law actually says. And there's places where he said, well, the the federal government has no place in what this state wants to do. And also, this this never said that. And we're practicing policies in federal government that are nowhere in law. And, and he can't unilaterally decide that. He sets the tone. And, and like the writer, I do appreciate that. Because if, if there is no rule of law, if the letter of the law doesn't matter... That is how we define it. Let's just dispense with it altogether. Let's let's stop with legislation. Let's stop with bills and you know that kind of thing. Let's 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 burn the Constitution or just throw it in the ash heap of history. You know the idea is you know whether you think they're you know divinely decreed or you know from from smart people or whatever whatever your source is, there has to be something that is objective that um transcends or at least is separate than um people's you know proclivities inclinations and 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 uh and favorites and stuff like that that there's got to be something that we can all point to and you know, at least for, you know, secular and religious people in the United States, it's it's the U.S. Constitution, which has suffered greatly. There are, there, are, there are laws now in place that have come into place by a, come 
yeah, into place by a just, uh, you know, yeah. a radical redefinition of terms and recon, you know, or deconstruction and reconstruction of the Constitution. So, yeah, yeah, it's like, well, I didn't get my way, therefore, he's totally against me. I didn't get it. I didn't get it handed to me on a silver platter exactly the way I wanted it, and it happens on both sides of the aisle. Sure. Um, I've I've seen these, you know, this quote from uh, supposedly quote, and it's taken from a newspaper from, from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, talking about, in short, how it's uh, it's not patriotic, it's treason to stand by the president at all costs when it's in in opposition to you know the nation, you know, to blindly and abandonly stand by the president rather than by the nation. And a lot of liberals are using that, and uh, and conservatives, and there's all this. Uh, anyway, on somebody else's post, I just commented that unfortunately there are many people, Democrat, Republican, um, Independent, who let um, a temporary occupant of the White House, you know, temporary resident, four to eight years, no more than eight. Since 1930-whatever. Was it early? No, it was in the 30s, I think. Anyway, the the amendment to limit, you know, a term, you know, president's entire um, service to two four-year terms. Anyway, so eight years at max, uh, president's going to be White House. And that people look at the current temporary occupant of the White House and let that be their fuel for divisiveness you know, with, you know, and just vitriol back and forth and this, and I'm, and it's like chill. And I'm, you know, the, the house, the Senate and the white house, I'll make up a three ring circus and in my not so humble opinion that, enter, do, actually. that entertain and distract the masses while the real powers that be set the real agenda and just, you know, Trump tweeted this or, you know, and people are ready to go to civil war because of what Trump tweeted. It's like, get a life, find more value to your life. You know, you than, know, than who's currently sitting in the White House, Democrat, Republican, independent, the things they say, the things they tweet, the things they, you know, proclamations they make. You know, there's, there, there's two things. I think everybody who supports sodomy hmm. should have to watch it. Yeah. I, I seriously mean that. I mean, I think if you're homosexual and you're pro-gay and all that, I think that you should actually have to watch the, the actual act happening and actually understand the medical ramifications of what's going on. Just like those who are pro-abortion, I think you should you actually witness one. witness one and actually do it yourself oh. and then tell me mm-hmm. that you're you're for it. Yeah. Because... I mean, you would have to have a really royally, royally, royally seared conscience and hard heart to do that, right? Um, and see, this is the thing that drives me crazy, is because um, this is what drives me nuts. Because people have been so suckered by the media and the marketing in this whole topic, from the terminology to... From homosexual, actually, from sodomite to homosexual to gay, to uh, to the terminology, gender identity, sexual orientation, 
whatever happened to male and female people to the lie and the twisting of scripture that Jonathan and David were gay, which is nothing but a big, flat, massive lie, to the depiction that God is evil and like a meanie and that he actually created people that way so he could be even more mean to them and destroy them. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a complete t- twisting of this. You ever thought about holiness? You ever thought about the fear of the Lord? You ever thought about the reason Jesus went to the cross? On the reason Jesus died for all of our sin, not just homosexual sin and sexual immorality in general, but just in in general, you know, why that took place. People, the marketing of homosexuality to America and the world has been so persuasive because the father of lies is behind it. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's all these behaviors do. And the confusion in the mind and this is the thing that drives me nuts. And the other thing that drives me crazy is that <clears throat> there is hope and deliverance for those who have same-sex attraction and who actually um, are in that, you know, behavior. You know, there's complete hope. In fact, tomorrow I'm having on my show a man who uh, was engaged in homosexual activity, identified as a homosexual for many years, and... Uh, he is no longer a homosexual. He's married with two children and he's going to be on our show tomorrow to talk to us about the freedom march that took place in Washington a couple of weeks ago, where there were over 200 former, uh, members of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community out there marching on DC, which the liberal media didn't show you. But my guest tomorrow is going to come and he's going to give us his eyewitness testimony and his testimony, and he's going to share how the Lord freed him from this. And I'm going to tell you something. If you look at this guy afterwards and you're like, well, whatever, you know, that's just one person or whatever, then what I'm going to tell you is you're, you know, you're willfully ignorant because Donald Trump, he actually wants to support the prevalence and the you know, spreading of homosexuality across the world, but he will block, he will block laws and he will try to silence those who come out of it uh, to show the true freedom that is found in Christ when people actually are found in Christ, when they're born again, when they actually do what the word of God says and repent of their sin instead of embracing it. You know, I find it funny, and I, I'll just, just rant one more here. I find it ironic that the world is so quick to embrace pride of any type, but in particular, that pride is attached to this sin of all sins. And yet, it was pride when Lucifer fell because he said, I will be, and then a whole bunch of things like God. He's trying to make himself better than God, bigger than God. Well, just so you know, he ain't going to win. He didn't win. That's why Jesus died. He won. He rose from the dead. The devil's on his way out and he knows it. And he hates people. He hates you. He loves the gay community though because they're leading, I mean, they're they're going straight to hell. Okay? I'm just going to say it. Don't hate me. Also, just uh, uh, one other thing. Barack Hussein Obama, in case you didn't know, it's very well documented that he was a known, at least bisexual, Uh, In Chicago, there's a guy named Larry Sinclair that actually wrote a book about his sexual 
encounters with this with Obama before he was president. And Larry Sinclair, I believe, was um, he was believed to have been murdered. Uh, maybe not murdered. His other guy, the other guy came out and talked about it. He was murdered. Something might have just happened, wink, wink. You know, like Vince Foster and Hillary and all those people that died. Um, but everybody in Chicago who knows Obama knows about his sordid history. And that's one reason why Joe Biden was picked to be his VP. That's what the conventional wisdom is. Because Joe Biden has homosexuality in his family. And he was all for supporting Obama um, and all that stuff. So there's a book called Barack Obama and Larry Sinclair, Cocaine, Sex, Lies, and Murder, question mark, which you can actually read. You can go get it on Amazon. And if you're an honest person and read the book and then read the actual reviews, you'll even see a number of the one-star reviewers who didn't like various things about the book actually said they believe what Larry Sinclair has said. But of course, the liberal media, they're not going to be out there interviewing Larry because they don't want this out. And think about, if you go back and you think back to 1996 when Obama was elected, I believe, this dude came out of nowhere. You might recall, he was a nobody. He was a little known senator in Chicago. And nobody knew who he was otherwise until all of a sudden he was on the stage the first black man in America to run for president. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I personally don't think he was an American citizen. I think he was the most fraudulent president in the history of this country, to my knowledge. And I just have to say that I think it's ridiculous uh, that so many people aren't even aware of his sordid history. Uh, not only that, but his, his um, you know, his Islamic ties to countries that want to kill America, just so you know. Yeah, and people too, Angie, I know Michelle is suspect as well. Some some people actually think Michelle is a transgender, but I, I, I wouldn't go that far. But I would say she was by far the worst first lady we've ever had in this country. By far the worst. But anyway. <sighs> so where are those comments from? Uh, from Twitch. Gotcha. Okay. Ah, so, have a viewer on Twitch, huh? Uh, several. Uh oh. Do you hate so, us on Twitch now, or do you love us? There's a few questions, and okay. it, it wasn't clear at first who they're asking questions to. Like the first one seemed to be aimed at another commenter. Okay. But um, anyway, we care to address any of these? I know we're kind of running out of time. Uh, sure. All right. Let me uh, pull that back up, and okay. I'll put. Well, that didn't quite work. Um, yeah, hold on. All right. Um, let me... Um, <laughs> it's. I wish I could stop from scrolling. Um, anyways, this first one. Uh, Teal Kranz asks, So your logic is based off a divine being that you can only assume, assume what he wants when he has never told you directly? So, so my logic? Is that what you're saying? Or bareface yeah, logic? Both of our logics? I don't know. <laughs> this is chat, so it's terse. So. Oh, okay. So we don't... Okay. So teal crayon. I like that. That's nice. That's a nice teal name. Teal crayons. Um, so my logic as a, as a follower of Christ... Okay. First of all, I want to challenge you. Have you ever read the Bible? Actually, I mean, I can't see your comment, but that's one question. 
Have you ever done research about the history of the Bible and Jesus Christ? Because I will tell you, there's like 60,000 original manuscripts of the Bible, which um, are more, far more than the next book down. Just so you know. And uh, you might want to start there before you make assertions about the book. Because the book is well documented historically. Even if you don't believe the divine origins of it, which, you know, there's no way there can't be divine origins. Because there is. But it's it's a history book. And there's a gazillion. You should read a book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. You should go get that book if you're honest and not just somebody blowing smoke and trying to, you know, sound stupid. You should actually go get this book. It's called Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. Go get that book and read it and then come back to me and you tell me, you tell me about that as far as the Bible. And I could recommend another a lot of other books, but that one that would keep you keep you busy for a while because it actually gets into the history, the manuscript evidence, um, and so much more. And just so you know, the actual Bible could be rewritten without any of the original manuscripts because it's been so documented historically in other places that you could actually reput the Bible together in in the event that the actual Bibles themselves were ever destroyed. And you can't say that about Homer's Iliad or any other book. So I have a lot of reasons to believe what. Oh, that this comment here from, uh, <clears throat> from <clears throat> Dabjack123. This okay. is the difference between history books and Bible is that history books are actually factual. <laughs> How like, old well, are you? I'm just curious. Are you a like, teenager? Well, you don't have a fully developed brain yet, do you? Uh, I mean, kind of, anyway, it's just like, well, how do you know that the history books are factual? Because they claim to be factual? Most of the current history books are revisionist history. history. Uh, they don't go to an original source material. That's what I just got done telling you is that the original source manuscripts were, were actually eyewitnesses saw what they wrote. There's 60,000 of those. I mean, history authors claim the same thing. <laughs> they claim to be, you know, eyewitnesses to things, uh, you know, letters from the Civil War or whatever. You weren't there. I, weren't, I wasn't there. No. Um, you know, we take them as factual. Imagine this whole person who didn't even ask that question. But it's it's coming quite a bit. Um, oh, Stacy, you're going straight to insults. How mature are you? Um, Depends on who you ask. Stacy, how old <laughs> are you actually? Well, you missed the beginning of the program. But it's all about. I'm fifty or, in eight months. Yeah, I am. And almost almost. Randall eight Reed, my dude. Who asked that? question look at the same read properly Randall. <laughs> I, I am i'm a tribute teals crans asked about out uh, about uh so your logic is based off a divine being that you can only assume that he what he wants blah 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 and in your comment dav jack one two three i don't know how to pronounce it was was that the difference between his oh no okay i'm sorry you're right teal crayons it's weird it's like the when i was scrolling through 
You're right. It was Till Kranz that says the difference between history books and the Bible. All right. Well, the Bible is way better than most history books, but the Bible is historical. So it's Jesus yeah, was a historical person. They, you know, even atheists will admit that he actually existed. You know? Yeah, I wish I had a screenshot to show that I'm blind that I did attributed that line to. But anyway, <clears throat> but it seems the the chat room seems to be back in sync now. Huh. Anyway, um. Well, thank you for watching. Yeah. I hope you come back and watch more, so anyway. I can indoctrinate you with the truth. Yeah, I can. Hey, wait, watch this. You are getting sleepy. Yeah, you are. Eventually, you're going to read the Bible. Yeah, you will. And then you'll get saved. And then you'll be on my side. You'll be going to heaven. Yeah, you will. Otherwise, you're kind of on your way to hell. Just so you know. Just so you know. You're, you're old and not very educated. <laughs> hey, I'm old and not educated. <laughs> yeah. You got, I... you got that master of science and <laughs> clinical psychology out of a cereal box or Cracker Jack box. <laughs> Yeah. You think you can only be gay if you watch gay porn? No. Um, what I was saying, and I said it wrong, I probably yeah. should restate what I was trying to say. I was, what I was trying to say was that people who endorse sodomy should have to watch somebody be harmed by it. Because that's what it is. In fact, there's medical books written by medical doctors who actually document the actual abuse that happens to the body because so the so-called you know allies that will stand up and defend people's the, right to they're basically advocating for for rape anal rape that's what sodomy is you guys it's anal rape now here's the thing you might be gay man you might be well let's say you're a gay man okay you're a gay man you know you're either a top or a bottom right Meaning you're either going to be the one putting it in or the one receiving it and getting your butt really hurt. Just saying. You know, how anybody can do that and get pleasure out of it, I have no clue. Because what I can tell you is it's unnatural. Animals do it. Humans were not designed for that. Humans were designed to go girl and boy together face to face. And both. And how dare I say this as a middle-aged man or woman, as a middle-aged woman, how dare I say what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it. When God created sex between male and female, believe it or not, he gave those two people together the opportunity to get pleasure at the same time if they did it right. Just saying, it should be a mutual thing, not like, hey, let me do you, and then you do me, and then we'll do this, and we'll do that. And for the lesbian community, oh, let's go ahead and do this and do that and use this object to do that. Give me a break. You know, hey, how dare I actually bring up gay sex? That's what they don't want you to talk about. Because <laughs> they're too busy brainwashing you to think, oh, it's just your gay guy who likes fashion and his hair looks great. Meanwhile, he's destroying his body, and he's destroying his health and lineages. If he got married and had children, his name would go on. I'm sorry, two guys that get married together, guess what? Your name ain't going on through children because you cannot have biological children. Just saying. And you know what? What really is sad? I'll just say this. You're like, oh my gosh, you have lost your mind. <clears throat> no. What's happened is that the Christian church, who claims to actually believe this book, 
has lost their guts, their courage, and their boldness to actually stand for what God created and made holy. You know that? <clears throat> Where are the Christians who are going to get passionate about defending marriage as one man and one woman the way that God created it to be? And sex within the confines of that marriage the way God created it to be? Because God is the one that made sex. Just saying. In case you didn't know that. And when God created animals to have sex, he did it the, you know, the butt way. Just saying. When he created us, he created us in his image so that we could procreate. And that's what he said. Go out there for, go Adam and Eve, go and procreate. Fill up the whole world. Homosexuality does not do that. People who claim that homosexuality is acceptable in the Bible, they're full of baloney. Because number one, there's no evidence of gay marriage. There's no instructions of gay marriage. And yet, I have to tell you that there's a whole book about heterosexual marriage called the Song of Solomon in the Old Testament that nobody ever reads. Except occasionally. Right? In the New Testament, it talks about the roles of husbands and wives. Not husbands and husbands and wives and wives. Give me a break. You can't, you cannot, you can't advocate this from a biblical worldview. You just can't. But Christians are so afraid. Oh, I don't want to be seen as intolerant, hateful, and a bigot, a homophobe, blah, 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 blah. Well, to what I would say is build a bridge and get over it. <laughs> get over it. You know, because I'm going to tell you guys, if you don't stand, if you are so chicken that you can't stand up for marriage and sexuality the way that God created it, then I'm sorry. When real persecution comes to this country in force, you may as well just lay down and say, oh, you know, what? I'm not really a believer because, um, you know, you don't want to offend anybody. Really? Because God's word says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. And you will be persecuted on account of me. If you're not being persecuted or insulted for, for his, for standing up for him, then you're not. You're not standing up for him. You're laying down and you're basically like, oh, okay, whatever. You're being like Peter when he denied Christ three times. Really? You ever thought about that? If Jesus was going, if he was really like physically there with you and he said, okay, all right, all right, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to put this guy over here. He's going to tickle your emotions and stuff, but I'm going to wait to see if you're going to do what I told you to or if you're suckered into what the world has to say. What are you going to do, kid? You say you love me. All right. All right. So do you think homosexuality is a sin? Well, who am I to judge who loves another person? No, no, that's not the question. Do you, do you think homosexuality is a sin? Yes or no? Jesus is watching you, just so you know. Yes. Okay, well done, kid. Good job. Meanwhile, the world is calling you a homophobe, a hater, and a bigot. But you know what? The world doesn't have control over where your soul is going, people. But God does. You might want to read the Old Testament where it says that the body could be killed, but God has control over your soul where, you know, he has the power to throw it into hell. You, you remember those passages, those fun-loving scripture passages we all like to regret, not read, because they're uncomfortable. 
Ugh. You know, I remember when I was a kid, and I know our time's going over, but I just have to say this. I wasn't raised in the church, but one thing I was raised, <clears throat> when I was a kid, I had, um, I had parents that put me into the Catholic church. And so I knew that God existed. I knew that there was a God up there somewhere. And I knew about Jesus on the cross. That's all I knew. I didn't understand it. But when I was 14, 13, 14, and my friend Gail shared the gospel with me, and she shared with me that I could have a personal relationship with God through Christ. You know, that Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. And she said that he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shouldn't perish but have everlasting life. When I heard that message, I couldn't believe it because I was like, wow, that is so cool. But the more, you know, I accepted it. I was like, oh my, I received the message. I believed it instantly. God gave me the faith to believe. But then my older brother, who to this day is still not a believer to my knowledge, he came to me and he said, Ew, you're one of those people now. You're one of those Christians. Why don't you just prove to me why you believe what you believe? <clears throat> I was like, all right, that's easy. And I started, <laughs> remember, I'm a teenager, you guys. So I started reading this book. Not this particular one, but a, a close, another one. I started reading the Bible every day. I was like, oh my gosh, this thing has so many awesome things, stories in it. You know, stories about peace. There's miracles. All this really cool stuff in it. You know, and I could not get enough of it because I knew that it was true. It changed my life, right? It changed my life, not because some man taught it to me, but because I actually read it. And I, I listened to what the book God wrote said. And I was like, this rocks. I got to tell everybody about it. I was so excited when I became a Christian that I literally memorized one Bible verse a day. And then I would write it down. I would go share it with all my friends. I'd be like, hey, you guys, let's memorize this verse today. <laughs> then I became part of the Christian club on campus ran by Student Venture, which was Campus Crusade at the time. And they made me the public relations manager, you know, ambassador for the, for the, for the thing. And I became so popular in high school as the vocal one for Christianity that not only did my teachers um, nominate me for the Fidelia Court, you know, so I got this special honor that I was in the court, but also I was asked to do one of the prayers at our graduation and baccalaureate uh, service for the whole, for the whole school, right? So is it any shock that today, all these years later, almost 40 years later, gosh, it makes me feel old, but we're going, we're creeping up on 40, 40 years later. I still have the passion that I had then, you know, for sharing with people the good news that were, that were saved. But the thing that drives me the most crazy is that Christians in general, in the world especially, we follow the ways of the world so much that when it comes to understanding the word of God in its clear black and white clarity, we're like, well, I don't know about that. Shut the TV off, people. Shut your stupid TV off. Shut your movie going to off. Shut all that crap off and actually spend time in God's word 
in order to empower yourself with the truth so that you are bold enough. You're like, yeah, hey, I don't have any problem whatsoever with what God says. If God says that I believe it, it's done, right? Does it mean it's you're going to be popular with the world? Nope. But you know who you're going to be popular with? Not only will you be popular with the Lord, but I will tell you that people will come to you secretly. I had this happen in graduate school, as a matter of fact. They will come to you and they will say, you know what? I'm having a problem. Can you pray for me? I know you believe in prayer. I know that you actually have a prayer life, you know? And, and I, would, I would say, sure, what's the deal? This is what's going on. And then you're going to have an opportunity to actually give them hope instead of the fluffy baloney that's out there masquerading as, you know, good stuff. It's because it's not. There's nothing else that matters besides the gospel. Right. Just so you know, I know. I know I'm a one way person, but that's what I believe. And I hope that you're on the same page. Uh, that's a lie that you can become more popular with the Lord. Well, maybe to you it is, but to me, I want my God to say to me, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, I don't want him to say, you know what? Depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know who the heck you are trying to pretend you're of me. I had no clue who you are, you know, but that one I did just so you know, that one can come in. Welcome into your eternal rest. Because that day is coming for you and me. And the question is, how are you going to fare? You know? You know, this stupid bumper sticker theology that, you know, that God has his picture, you know, your picture on his, his refrigerator because he loves you so much. That only goes so far, you guys. Especially in a culture that's trying to tell you, please accept the lie. That you can be gay and Christian. Yeah. Please accept the lie. That you don't have to leave this behavior. And you'll be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. You know. Please accept the lie. That it's okay to kill your unborn baby in the womb. Because <clears throat> you don't want anybody mad at you. If you dare say the truth. Sorry babes. I'd rather have the world mad at me. Than God mad at me. And people who say that God doesn't get mad, you might want to read the Old and the New Testament because he gets mad, just so you know. All right. So with that said, I have to say that um, we have a sponsor. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, we do. Ariel Ministries. I know, Randall, I'm so far behind. Um, Camp Shoshana, though, is the School of Messianic Jewish Studies. You guys, if you have the money and you can go up to camp, this is in upstate New York, you should go to this camp. You'll get so biblically grounded in God's word that you'll be like so bold afterwards. You'll be like, hey, I never, why, I, why was I scared in the first place? Um, all you have to do is go to campshoshana.com and or go to ariel.org and you click through on that website there. Also, camp is looking for two uh, quality cooks for a camp. So if you're interested and you know somebody who's the actual cook that wants to go up there and cook for the camp, um, let me know and I can give you the phone number to the guy that you can call and maybe you can become one of their cooks and go to camp for free and, um, also cook for the camp. There you go right there. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> Allergies. Okay. Anyway, uh, other thing. 
I know you love our show, which means you want to donate to us. <laughs> uh, I hope. Anyway, because I tell you what. So if you uh, if you uh, want to donate to Bible News Radio, you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and just donate through PayPal, whatever you feel like giving to us. That would be really helpful. Uh, I was, um, yeah, I'll just say that. Okay, you can just donate to us. Also, if you want to be a pillar, well, actually, yeah, if you want to be a pillar of the community and donate every month, all you got to do is set that up as a reoccurring payment. This is the other thing I was going to tell you is Dave Ramsey is uh, asking everybody or suggesting that everybody get their will done in June. You know what? And I agree with Dave Ramsey. You should get your will done because you need it. If you're over 18, you need to get your own will. Uh, and I recommend doing it through Legal Shield. So if you haven't signed up with me yet to get your will done through Legal Shield, it's $24.95 a month. That's it. $25. Bucks. You can get it done. And if you're my associate and you're watching, this is something you guys should be telling your people that, uh, that, you, that they should get their will done. And it only costs $24.95 a month for this awesome membership. You get your will done, your advanced directive, your power of attorney, uh, and so much more. There's so many more benefits to the membership, but that is one big, huge one. Um, Dave Ramsey is saying in order to be financially secure and to you know get your affairs in order, you really should get a will. And by the way, I should tell you that in Tennessee, Merritt Webb is our attorney provider law firm, and only 3% of the people who sign up for a Legal Shield membership in Tennessee and two other states, I can't recall, um, actually get their will done with their membership. So you guys, if you have a membership, get your will done. You're paying for it. And it far, you know, it, it's 250 to 300, 400 bucks an hour for attorneys. Without this membership, it'll cost you hundreds of bucks. So you're paying for it, so get your will done. Okay, if you want some help, just go to this, this page here or just contact me directly and I will help you out. All right, okay. So tomorrow, Darren Mel is my guest, former homosexual man, now on fire for the Lord, has a family, has kids. Uh, he was in Washington, D.C. at the Freedom March where over 200 former LGBT activists and those involved in the, that community have now been set free. Um, he is coming on tomorrow to talk about what happened at that march and to share his testimony. So make sure that you can come and watch the show and also invite some friends to it, okay? Because we want to offer hope to this community um, so that people who really want out because they know it's wrong, you know, will have an opportunity to hear from somebody who's walked the journey and who, who can give hope, okay? So do that for me. Thank you guys for watching the show, even if you didn't like some of it. Just want to let you know. That's okay. I don't care. Come back anyway. You can keep watching and just share it out. So um, Mama Gina said, correction, it will cost you thousands of bucks to get a will done, not hundreds. Okay. Well, I have heard over a thousand, but I was trying to be generous, but you're right. Depending on how big your family is. All right, so be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And read the book. If you read it, you would know he loves you.